What's happening, everybody? Three of the biggest names from the SEC this past season join us as they prepare for the NFL. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by the GameTime app. Download GameTime, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, here's what we're going to do. First segment, we're going to catch you up on all the latest news going around the conference because there's a ton of stuff going on. But segments two and three, we'll have some of our interviews from the Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, some of the biggest names from the SEC this past year. You'll hear from Mizzou defensive lineman Darius Robinson. You'll hear from, uh, who was it, Ole Miss linebacker Cedric Johnson had an awesome year. And then uh, you'll also hear from Nathaniel Bookie Watson, Mississippi State linebacker who Oh, you know, just goes out there and leads the SEC in tackles, uh, you know, almost two straight years. So pretty cool stuff. You'll hear from those guys coming up in just a bit. So let's dive into it. Let's get you caught up on all the latest news going on around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Alabama as they will have a couple of returning coaches and some former assistants following Kalen DeBoer from Washington, but Alabama rounding out their coaching staff. Kalen DeBoer last week uh, talked about why he decided to keep Freddie Roach and Robert Gillespie on the staff, uh, bringing in Kane Womack from South Alabama to be his defensive coordinator. And latest additions, Oklahoma special teams analyst Jay Nunez. He's going to come in as well as Washington co-DC and linebackers coach William Inge. And uh, Ryan Grubb, we know, is uh, supposed to come over to be the OC, but of course, there's still some flirtations over there. Could he go to the NFL and jump with the Seattle Seahawks? So here's what you got. It's head coach Kalen DeBoer, OC Ryan Grubb, DC Kane Womack, O-line coach Scott Huff from Washington, running back coach Robert Gillespie, he's a holdover, wide receiver uh, coach Jamarcus Shepard, he comes from Washington, tight end coach Nick Sheridan, he comes from Washington, uh, D-line coach Freddie Roach, he's a holdover, linebacker coach William Inge from Washington, and then your uh, co-DC slash DB's coaches, uh, Colin Hitchler from Wisconsin and Maurice Linguist, who was the head coach at Buffalo. So that's your Alabama staff. We will see if they are able to have uh, any modicum of the type of success Nick Saban that had there at Alabama. Uh, can't say same success, but similar success. Can they be? Can they win is the bottom line. We will find that out very soon as Bama will hit the practice field starting spring ball over at Auburn couple tidbits on them. Former Auburn defensive back Donovan Kaufman has announced his transfer portal destination. He announced on Monday he is going to play for NC State. This is Kaufman's second transfer entering year five of his career. Grew up in the New Orleans area. He was a three-star prospect back in 2020. Uh, Originally signed with Vanderbilt. Played in just two games with Vanderbilt in 2020. Transferred over to Auburn and was a steady contributor in the secondary over the last couple of years. Had over 110 tackles, two interceptions. 
So he's going to go join uh, Dave Doran's staff over there at NC State. So wish Donovan Kaufman the best of luck over there. Meanwhile, Auburn added a piece to their 2025 recruiting class yesterday evening. Three-star tight end Hollis Davidson picking the Auburn Tigers. And uh, some people thinking, you know, by the time we get to 2025, he could be upgraded to a four-star prospect. But he's the number 21 tight end in the country. Uh, we'll see uh, what he is able to do or, you know, stick around in Auburn's class two years from now. But uh, he went to Auburn's junior day this past weekend. Goes to high school in Peachtree City, Georgia. Six foot five, 238 pounds. Auburn now with eight commits already for the class of 2025. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly and LSU announcing their spring practice schedule yesterday. They're going to start up on March 5th, and LSU spring game will be held on April 13th. So we're starting to get better feel for uh, a lot of the SEC schools announcing their uh, spring football dates. So if you're an LSU fan, circle your calendar. April 13th will be their spring game. Uh, obviously, a lot of new pieces for LSU. They'll have... A new offense with Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton running it. It's Mike Dembrock left for Notre Dame. And a lot of new defensive pieces. Blake Baker coming over from Mizzou to be the D.C. Bo Davis and Corey Raymond coming uh, over to LSU to uh, coach up. Bo Davis will coach the D-line. Corey Raymond coaching the secondary returning where he once coached for many, many years. Uh, One other note, former Texas A&M and LSU defensive back Denver Harris announced yesterday he is transferring to UTSA. Denver was a... Uh, top 25 overall recruit back in 2022. was one of the best corners in the country. Started his career at AM, played in five games. Was suspended twice that year. Transferred to LSU this past year. And again, played in just five games. Issues in and out of the lineup. So he's going to head to UTSA. See what he is able to do out there. Going to join a couple of uh, fellow transfers like Houston offensive lineman Jalen Garth, Alabama linebacker Ian Jackson. Uh, TCU wide receiver DJ Allen. So best of luck to Denver Harris over there in San Antonio. Over in South Carolina, Shane Shane Beamer and Dabo Sweeney were among those uh, at the South Carolina State House earlier this week with NIL issues as the big topic there. Uh, They're trying to pass a bill this summer so schools in the state of South Carolina can bring their collectives in-house to work with their athletic departments. Uh, bill is being considered by the Education and Public Works Committee, and uh, Dabo Sweeney called it uh, NIL vital and a resource for Clemson athletes. Meanwhile, Shane Beamer said, NIL, very good thing. He said this law would give us stability, flexibility, and allow the institutions we work at to make decisions and also protection from an ever-changing environment. So, look, we don't get into politics here, but uh, keep an eye on some of these states and, you know, Passing laws when it comes to NIL, collective, all, everything else. Um, crazy time in college athletics. Over at Georgia, uh, Joel Klatt uh, on his podcast this week, he was asked what teams have won a national title as a lower seed uh, as they go to a 12-team playoff. And he started talking about some teams that you know could have won the championship last year that were lower seeds. And he said, uh, this one's obvious. And everybody's going to be like, well, duh. But last year's Georgia team. They were back-to-back defending national champs, 29-game win streak. They lose a game to Alabama in the SEC title game, and they get left out of the playoff. But that's a team that absolutely could have won the championship. In fact, they would have been Michigan's most difficult matchup in the country. But they didn't go. Michigan won the title. So 
me that's the easiest answer there. Uh, one other note on Georgia, quarterback Carson Beck uh, announced yesterday he has purchased a Lamborghini. I can't even be, begin to pronounce the name. The Urus Performante, I guess is how you would say it. But uh, car runs around $300,000. Uh, Carson Beck elected to come back to Georgia. So he's being taken well, well care of. I just wonder, uh, hopefully he leased it and he didn't actually buy it. What would you do owning a Lamborghini at, what, 21, 22 years old? Anyway, congrats Carson Beck. Uh, I drove a Honda throughout much of college. I did not drive a Lamborghini. Uh, other news going on around the conference over at Texas A&M. Five-star athlete Terry Bussey is set to make his announcement today at uh, 9 a.m. Central, 10 Eastern. He will choose between Texas A&M, LSU, and Georgia. A lot of folks think it is a two-horse race between A&M and LSU, and some of the crystal balls have him sticking with the Aggies and Mike Elko, so we'll see if he ends up doing it. By the way, it is technically National Signing Day, but come on, it's 98% of the classes have all been filled out, so, uh, you know, early signing day is the real signing day. Today is, you know, a couple of more dominoes to fall, but not many. Uh, but we'll recap what happens uh, today on tomorrow's show. One other note on Texas A&M, George Strait may be coming to Texas A&M. Uh, university officials are in discussions to bring a George Strait concert to Kyle Field this summer on June 15th. Scheduled to begin a tour with Chris Stapleton and Little Big Town in May with nine stadium stops all outside of Texas. But... Uh, Trying to get them into the state of Texas over at Kyle Field. I only mention this because we've had some really cool concerts in recent years. Garth Brooks did, you know, several performances in SEC stadiums. So pretty cool if uh, George Strait is going to head out there to uh, Kyle Field to perform at Texas A&M. And uh, just one more note here. Uh, Pete Thamel putting out a piece yesterday talking about, again, the SEC and the Big Ten working together. Um Again, he says it's not an alliance, it's a joint uh, advisory group. And uh, basically said this is just the SEC and the Big Ten doing their due diligence. The gist of it is, is what he says, these leagues do not want schools like Eastern Michigan having a say in what happens at Michigan or Florida International affecting what happens at Florida. So it, it is a big thing. When Everybody's under the same umbrella under the NCAA, right? But, like, there's a lot of the haves and the have-nots. And the haves do not want the have-nots uh, making big decisions that affect them moving forward. So uh, we're going to see, you know, a lot of stuff up in the air here. But uh, as Pete Thamel said, one of the big reasons the SEC and the Big Ten breaking away isn't rooted in reality uh, dates back to a Supreme Court ruling in 2021, NCAA versus Alston case. He said that ruling stresses time and again that conferences are free to forge individual paths forward uh, so where the, where could this SEC-Big Ten partnership show up to forge the future of, of college athletics? He said it, it gets sticky if they're working together. It's supposed to be if, if a conference wants to go branch off and do their own thing, they can do that. But working collectively together, uh, lawsuits to, could start to come out. And so, look, it's, it's a crazy time. The gist of it is SEC and the Big Ten are coming together because they don't trust the NCAA leadership right now. And the NCAA largely has not had a lot of leadership. But they will give a little bit of time here to Charlie Baker and see if he can get it going. But uh, Pete Thamel said, with cohesion in the landscape's two most powerful leagues, they will plow forward. The task is daunting. But luckily, the last alliance for power conferences set the bar pretty low. Of course, that's a little bit of a shot at that uh, 
alliance that uh, was formed in August of, what was it, summer of 2021 with the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten. How did that work out? So, anyway, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Mizzou defensive lineman Darius Robinson. Uh, You do not want to miss that from over at the Senior Bowl. Uh, More Locked on SEC coming up in just a sec. First, this episode presented to you by friends over at the Game Time app. Look, Game Time is the fast and easy way for you to buy tickets to all your favorite sporting events. Uh, Right now, all users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with the code Vegas 100. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats. Uh, They take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and they are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find all your last-minute ticket deals, and you can find exclusive flash deals, uh, zone deals, and uh, game time guarantee. It means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. And right now, all game time users get 100 bucks off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. So if you're thinking of heading out there to the wink, wink, big game, uh, use that code Vegas100. That'll get you 100 bucks off a big game ticket. Terms apply. Download the game time app. And again, use that code Vegas100 for 100 bucks off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. I want to give a shout-out to Jim uh, Nagy out there at uh, the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Those folks did an awesome job last week with everything involved, and we love going out there and catching up with some of the stars of the SEC. We were able to catch up with several of those guys. Uh, first up, we'll let you hear a little bit from Missouri defensive lineman Darius Robinson. Had a nice season, and he's heading off to the NFL. And if you saw Matt Miller's mock draft this week up at ESPN, he's got him sneaking into the back end of the first round. So, this is a Mizzou defensive lineman. had a great career. We talked with him at SEC Media Days last summer and wishing him the best of luck as he takes his talents to the next level, but could potentially be a first-round pick. Here was a little bit of our conversation with Missouri defensive lineman Darius Robinson. Here at the Senior Bowl, catching up with Darius Robinson from the Missouri Tigers. And, uh, man, last time I talked to you, it was at uh, SEC Media Days, and now here we are. Uh, I feel like the season just flew by for you? Yeah, man. Uh, we had a great season. had a lot of fun. Uh, definitely uh, did had a great of great season. Just thankful for the opportunity, man. It was a, a wild season for you guys. I mean, you, you know, it's it, like t- to finish uh, a double-digit win season is awesome, but to beat the Ohio State in the bowl game, what a, what an accomplishment it was. But did you feel? I mean, like as the season's rolling along, you all win these big games, big game after big game. You got to feel like, man, all the hard work is is finally paying off. Yeah, I definitely felt like that, man. We were these past few seasons didn't have as many wins as we would like. And this year, we have been feeling strong. 11 wins, man. It's a, a life-changing year for everybody in our program. Talk about Coach Drinkwitz. What was it like 
getting to play for him. And uh, I was just telling you off before we started, I saw him climb into the stands yesterday, go talk to your, your family that was here at the Senior Bowl. So uh, just a good dude that, that yeah. cares about those relationships, right? Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about Coach Drake. A uh, guy of his status willing to do that is awesome, you know. But uh, no, nah, he's a great coach. Um, we learned a lot from him, really his core values. And in all my notes, I got so many different quotes that he taught us uh, about different things in life and football. You know, he really believes in chasing two dreams and any opportunity to do that, uh, he wants us to be successful. But he's a great guy. Talk a little bit about uh, Blake Baker, obviously, you know, fantastic defensive coordinator. He's leaving to go to LSU. But what did you learn from, from Blake this year? Man, bring that juice and you better be ready to run and hit. Uh, Blake Baker is a great defensive coordinator. As you see, he left because everybody wants him. Cause that's what happens when you're great at your job. But, no, nah, he's a great coach. He really cares about his players, has a good scheme each week for who we're playing. And, uh, just a great guy overall, great family. Uh, I just speak very highly of him. Do you have a favorite moment from the season as one stand out above all the rest? Honestly, when we won the Cotton Bowl, because you could tell all of our coaches how relieved they felt, understanding like how much we've been through as a family. That's why I say for me, it's not a team at Mizzou. We're a family. All the hardships, the ups and downs that we went through as a team, we're family, everybody. It's crazy, too. I mean, the, the the offense, they were trying to do what they could, but you guys' defense kept, kept them in it. You're like, all right, here we go. Get to the fourth quarter, and then – Cody does his thing, what he's done, and, and 14 points, and there you go. Yeah, Cody Schrader, man, finished eighth in the Heisman vote. I mean, I don't think people talk about that. That's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Our quarterback, Brady Cook, he's going to be a Heisman candidate this year. Luther Burden, he's going to be a Heisman candidate this year. Missouri, we're on the map now, baby, and we're about to stay stay at the top for a while. Yeah, I was going to say, it is crazy. I mean, you guys lose a lot, but a lot of pieces coming back, particularly Brady, Luther, all those guys. So, uh, this run ain't over yet. Oh, no. Nowhere close. And I can't wait till I get my NFL schedule and figure out what's my first uh, bye week because I'll be at Mizzou, baby. M-I-Z forever. <laughs> We're talking with Darius Robinson. Uh, what about the season for you individually? Did you accomplish everything you wanted to accomplish? Uh, I mean, everybody's got sacked goals in their mind but just individually did you feel like you did everything you wanted to do yeah individually um from a statistic standpoint of goals i was close but not what i wanted but man we won we won games that's the thing i cared about the most so um yeah i definitely think i hit my goals this season i wanted to leave in winter obviously i wanted to win the sec east and national championship but unfortunately uh losing to georgia lsu prohibit that so um nah i'm I'm fine, man. I'm thankful for the year I had and thankful for my teammates. When you look back on it, though, the LSU loss, when Jaden Daniels win the, wins the Heisman, is at least a little justified. Okay, we weren't crazy. Like, damn, that was that damn Heisman winner. Yeah, no, nah, he's a great player. It was crazy. I was his host when he came to Mizzou. So I already knew Jaden. I knew what he was about, what type of player he was. So, uh, yeah, he's a great player, man. Literally, he beat us by himself. Literally. <laughs> Let's talk about you this week at the Senior Bowl. What's, uh, you know, talking to a lot of different coaches and scouts and all this kind of stuff. What have they said you kind of need to, to work on, your pros, cons of your game? Uh, basically, just continue to work on my pass rush, uh, continue to develop in the run game, play with lower pad level. Um, but just all good things that I know I need to get better at before I play in the NFL. You know, these are the best players in the world, and I need to be prepared for this moment. Is it kind of wild? It's, it's like a car wash. You're going from meetings to practices to this, that. It's 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 emotionally and physically draining. Yeah, man. If I knew, at first I was going to stay in my room and take a nap. 
But I wanted to see you, so I came down. So yeah, we, we specifically said we're not leaving until we get Darius on with us. So luckily, we, we found you right off the bat. Um, when you look back on your time at Missouri, what, what are you going to miss most? Oh, my teammates. I miss them so much. Like even now, like I was talking to Cody in the locker room. Like it's just so different not being with the, your guys that you went through hardships and positive wins. And um, my teammates, but I'm so I'm so uh, a crybaby about it. I call, text, and I group chat all day, every day. So, but my teammates for sure. Yeah, it's cool to have some of them here with you, right? I mean, to have Cody and some guys because sometimes you go to a smaller school, you're here by yourself. Yeah, most definitely. And then the crazy thing is, our best players, some of our best players, aren't even here. Ennis and Hop. I mean, those guys are unbelievable. Yeah, but not even here. Yet. So, I can't wait to uh, Mizzou Pro Day. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. <laughs> Javon too. I mean, he's here. You got it, man. It's the pro day is gonna be off off the chain. Cody, KD, Ennis, Hop, Rillis, Josh. I can go on and Jaden Jernigan. Like I literally can go on and on. Del Xavier Delgado. I don't want to leave nobody out, but all our seniors and anybody that left school, they gonna have an opportunity because of the season we had, man. So it's just a great opportunity. Mizzou coming for the NFL. Hopefully this guy will be there very soon. He is Darius Robinson. Darius, thanks so much for the time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Best of luck, dude. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks again to Darius Robinson there of Mizzou. Still more to come here on Locked on SEC, part of Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We'll catch up with an Ole Miss Rebel and a Mississippi State Bulldog coming your way here in just a sec. But first, this episode presented to you by friends over at FanDuel. Look, happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate it is America's number one sports book, and it is FanDuel. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some Super Bowl bets. Look, um, FanDuel's got all the ways for you to get in on the action, end the season with a W. Uh, not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl uh, 58, but uh, FanDuel has all the other action there for you, all the prop bets. Which player will score a touchdown first? How many points will be scored? The over-under so much more. Still sitting at about one-and-a-half-point favorites, the Niners are. So if you're like me, you like the Chiefs to pull off the upset as the underdog, hey, let's bet on Patrick Mahomes and let's uh, let's uh, put you know put our money where our mouth is. And new customers join today. You will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. You go, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. After you're signed up, you got your account, you're all set. Download the FanDuel app. Super easy to use. You can check it out every day and see all the great action they got up there from basketball, um, you know, all the different leagues going on. You will be able to get in on the action. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Again, they are the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn for more. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Continue on with some of our conversations from a couple days ago at the Senior Bowl, catching up with some of the SEC guys that are out there. And uh, next up, we catch up with uh, Ole Miss uh, defensive lineman Cedric Johnson, who talked a little bit about the season that he had. Uh, Here was our conversation with Cedric Johnson. Pleasure now to catch up with Cedric Johnson from the Ole Miss Rebels. And uh, here at Senior Bowl Week, man, what's all this been like for you so far? Um, surreal, to say the least. Um, 
just a full circle moment for me growing up here, um, seeing how big this game, big and huge this game is, coming to games when I was little, looking at all these guys like, wow, they're huge. Now I'm one of those huge guys. So um, it's a great feeling getting to show off my talents in front of all these scouts, getting to meet a lot of them, talk to a lot of them, and just show them what they're investing their money in. What uh, would you make of the season you had? Obviously, I mean, you guys had some dudes on the, on this defense, and uh, obviously it's going to be super loaded next year. But the, all the guys you had on this defense, um, you guys, I mean, I can't remember how many times talking to somebody, they're like, man, this Ole Miss defense is, gets better and better week by week. What would you make of the season you guys had? Uh, I believe we had a great season. Um, the guys finished it off amazing. You know, um, a lot of great talent on that team. You know, I got to pick favorites on my D-line, obviously. You know, my guys, Jared Ivey, J.J. Pegues, man. I love those. Trey Washington, not a D-lineman, but that's my guy. Um, just a lot of great talent on that team, man. We, they, they, we had a great year, to say the least. And I think, obviously, P. Golden coming in helped to, to get this thing back up and going. But also, I think going against that offense every day, when you're going up against a, a Lane-Kiffin-style offense, I mean, those guys are going to test you every day. Yeah, you get pretty frustrated at practice sometimes. It's, it's a little favor to the offense at times, you feel. You know, um, they go a little extra fast, faster than what you see on TV. But, uh, you know, it's all good. It's just getting us better, um, getting us conditioned for the game. So it's cool. First 11-win season there at Ole Miss, an incredible year. But, damn, killing it in the transfer portal and all the guys coming back, that team is uh, pretty stacked for next year. Yeah, no, nah, they're going to have a, um, a crazy year next year. Um, I'm, I'm 100% sure they'll be in the playoffs next year. Um, nah, they're, they're going to do their thing for sure. It's, uh, it is crazy. Uh, Jackson Dart, you know, coming back for, for yet another season. What did you see from him as this year went along? Because, you know, last year the interceptions, things like that kind of, you know, negated his good play at times. But this year, man, he was good from start to, to finish. Yeah, nah, um, he definitely upped the consistency a lot more. It just I feel like just getting better with time, you know. Um, he's definitely stepped up more, a lot more as a leader. You know, he's just, he's just growing up, maturing a lot more, you know. So, yeah. What did you see from uh, – Pete Golden coming in, how different was the style of defense? Um, in my case, it was completely different because I never even dropped like before, like previous years. So this was a complete difference to me, in my opinion. But I mean, at the end of the day, we we playing ball. That's what he kind of he kept it simple for us. He was like, you playing ball at the end of the day. This you've been doing since you was little, man. Go play ball. Did you have a favorite moment from the season that you or stick with you? For sure, winning that Egg Bowl again, bring that Egg Bowl back home. Um, that was probably the most memorable moment of the season for me. Um, the LSU game was crazy. That comeback from the LSU game, that was a big, big moment. Um, those two for sure. And little did you know at the time, you're getting a defensive stop to win the game against the Heisman Trophy winner. Yes, yes, crazy. I mean, i not surprised that he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He is crazy talented, crazy good, you know, but um, that's, that's, a, that's a great moment. Let's talk about you. What's uh, what's this week been like, and what do you need to, or what are they telling you that maybe you need to work on pros and cons of your game to get ready for the next level? Um, really, it's, it's stuff I, I already know. Like even in meetings, like um, just what what do I want to say? Like completing my package. I just I, I guess um, perfecting my pass rush, which I don't think it'd ever be perfect. It always get better, but um, and just getting better in my run game. You know, that's always I'm always hard on myself. On anyways, you know, through practice, I'm hard on myself. I'm just just trying to be the best I can every day. Just get better every day. So that's the main thing. What uh, as you move on, close the book on your college career. Is there one thing you're gonna look back on in your time at Oxford? You're gonna miss most? Ooh, 
walking through the Grove, walking through the Grove, those moments are always amazing, especially those big home, those big home games like against Alabama, Auburn, crazy games like that. Those those are always dope. It was crazy. You you y'all walk through, but you don't even get to partake in the fun activities that are going. Yeah, on. I'm gonna have to go back one day and just actually get to experience the Grove. Um, I know walking through and actually being there is a complete difference. I, it gets crazy down there. I know they're there even if it's a, a night game. They're there in the morning, so I know it gets crazy. I'm gonna have to experience that one day. I don't know how much you've paid attention to all the transfer portal guys, but a lot of a lot of former SEC guys coming into Ole Miss. Who, which of all the transfers coming in next year, who are you most excited to see what they're going to do? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, I mean, you got Princely, you got Juice Wells. I mean, it's dude after dude. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say um, Walter Nolan from AM. When we played, when we played him, um, he was a he was a force to be reckoned with, and I know he's just gonna be a big help for the for the D line this next year. They're, they're, they're about to eat on that defense section. To say the least. To say the least. I'm excited for all my guys. I'm excited for all of them. Um, looking forward to seeing them here one day. Cedric, congrats on a great year, man, and uh, best of luck at next level, all right? So much. Thanks again to Cedric Johnson. We also caught up with uh, Mississippi State linebacker Nathaniel Bookie Watson, one of just the tackling machines the last few years over there in Starkville alongside Jet Johnson. And uh, here was our conversation with Bookie Watson. Pleasure now to be catching up with one of the studs in the conference this year. He is Nathaniel Bookie Watson, an awesome, awesome year at uh, Mississippi State. Tackling machine, you and Jet Johnson together, uh, just the, uh, I mean, every day I would look at the box scores and be like, oh, there's another 10, 11 tackles from, from this guy. I mean, uh, it takes a toll on you after a while, right? I mean, yeah, that's when, that's when recovery come in. You know, um, they always made it like a friendly, like we had a friendly bet or something going on behind the scene. But really, it was just me and him both playing ball, you know, um, just the love of the game for both of us. When you look back on the season, obviously, you know, some ups and some downs, but uh, it seemed like at least you uh, never gave up. I mean, the defense was always fighting hard, tackling and, and trying to get stops and trying to get your offense back out on the field. What was it like, just the, the roller coaster of the season you guys had? Uh, like you said, it, it most definitely was a roller coaster. But, uh, like, defensive-wise, I just know that I always kept on preaching to them. You know, um, we can't control what the offense do. We got to go out there and play our own game along with other other leaders on the defense and coaches alone picking back what I was saying you know um it was it was a tough season but we uh we managed we managed to get some couple stops every now and then offense wouldn't capitalize and sometimes we give up big plays but it just come with the game so um yeah did you know going into the egg bowl that you you and jet were like right there kind of neck and neck <laughs> leading tacklers in the conference I ain't know about the tackles. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't know about the tackles. I knew about the sacks, though. Yeah, yeah. I ain't know about the tackles. I never kept up with the tackles. Really. I just know that I had 21 back-to-back games, so I knew I had surpassed them then. It is crazy. You had 10 sacks this year, right? Yeah. Double-digit sacks. What, what was it about your game that kind of helped that pop out this year? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I think it was just my, my uh, linebacker coach believing in me more. You know, obviously he believed in me last year and the year before, but this year – I just think he believed in me a lot to go get the quarterback. Obviously, it's wild to go. You know, Mike Leach passes, and you got to get a new coach, and Zach Arnett gets his opportunity, but uh, a change already. Uh, what have you heard about Jeff Lebby, and, you know, what's he going to bring next year from what you've heard so far? Dime time. <laughs> That's all I've been hearing lately. So I ain't, I ain't heard nothing about defense. All I've been hearing is dime time. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping they score a hell of a lot of touchdowns. 
Yeah, I mean, that's certainly what, what people have been missing there in, uh, in Starkville. The defense has always been great. It's the, the offense needs to, you know, kind of take a leap forward here. But um, when you look back at your time in Starkville now, looking back at your career, what are you going to miss most? Probably the family environment. You know, um, Mississippi State was um, a late choosing for me when it came to picking my schools. So um, just being around them and then growing, growing around Starkville the past six years, it just always felt like a family environment. And they always show family, like family environment when um, Jeffrey Simmons, Willie Gay, all of them come back. They treat everybody like family, so I'm most definitely going to miss that. I was going to say, I think we're ending the six-year guys, but my goodness, like, it's like, do you own property in Starkville now? Like, you've been there so long. <laughs> nah, that no property. <laughs> I know property. Not that I think of. I don't, I don't know. They probably put something in my name. Yeah, yeah. They need to name something for after you. All right, one more for you here. Uh, Senior Bowl week. What, do you, what are you hearing from talking with folks on what you need to work on, what, what pros and cons of your game, getting ready for the next level? Uh, just keep on competing. Showcase my skills. You know, um, not a day go by that they ain't evaluating us. So uh, just keep on, they keep on telling me just do what I do on the field and it'll take care of itself. Uh, Bookie, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. All right, thanks again to Bookie Watson there. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show. We still have a couple of our interviews from uh, the Senior Bowl that we need to get to. Like uh, for our Florida fans, we did catch up with Ricky Parasol and Kingsley Aguakin. So bring you some of those conversations and much more. Also, we'll recap signing day. I get it. It's, it's not the biggest deal it used to be with only a couple of uh, undecided still making their decisions, but we'll finally be able to put a cap on the class of 2024 here across the SEC. So check that out tomorrow. Hey, thank you for making us your first listen. Now go make your second listen. You can go check out the Locked On Sports Today page over on YouTube. They're streaming 24-7. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Again, all the biggest stories nationally in the sporting world. You can find our show on there as well. Again, just search Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.